Damn it, you did it, Michael Johnson. You won this book. Thanks for being part of the mystery mail call. I believed in you. I don't even know what to say right now. I'm so proud of you, Michael. Let's talk about some trending comic books. Another week, another list. The last trending video of 2022. Hit the like, slap the subscribe button, and we're gonna hit you with number 10. On that list, brought to you by our Overstreet Price Guide advisor, Russ Bright. Number 10 on the list, Iron Man and Submariner number one. This is a one-shot from 1968. We are seeing $800 average sales and a high 9.6 sale of $3,800. We see a 200% increase in copies sold in this book compared to last week, and I think it's pretty cool because this is one of those big premiere issues from 1968. Also, we've seen a lot of those on the lists recently. Combined titles that turned into multiple titles, the end of Tales of Suspense, Tales to Astonish, coming together to put Subby and Iron Man in this one shot, but then branching them off so that well, Iron Man can get his big premiere issue. I love this book. I think it's underrated. I also find it intriguing that it's spiking for... What reason? I mean, Subby specs seems to have cooled off a little bit. Iron Man rumors, maybe? There's rumors that we're going to see Iron Man in the future in the MCU again, either in a hologram, probably in a hologram form, or maybe a flashback or something uh, in Armor Wars or Secret Wars, most likely. What I do know is that there's one 9.9 that exists on the census. We haven't seen that sell since 2013 publicly. There are 12 9.8s. Last one sold in 2021 for just over $20,000, which means that the 88 9.6s are the ones that really set the market because that's what is most attainable. And the record was set in 2021 for $6,000. We've seen two different sales this year at three k a piece. Yeah, it's a little bit lower than its record high. Uh, we've also seen two more of those 9.6s added to the census since the last time we talked about this book two months ago in October. I have always felt that this is an undervalued key from the Silver Age because people have been focusing on Iron Man number one and Submariner number one. This being a one-shot, it's just kind of forgotten about but it is such a cool book because it does transition from the titles that had been around for many, many years into all of the new titles of 1968. Moving over to number nine on the list with the first appearance of Hobie Brown, the Prowler, an amazing Spider-Man. 78 seeing $550 average sales and 9.8 selling in December 2022 for $5,800. Is Hustler a red herring? That is the question this week. Now, for those of you that have been paying attention to the trending list here or the trending 20, the larger list we source these books from over on the Key Collector app, you know we've been talking about Spectacular Spider-Man number 24. We had confirmation that Donald Glover was supposed to be playing the Hypno Hustler. Well, now there seems to be some rumor going around that that may not actually be 100% true and we could see him playing the Prowler, which is why we're seeing this book have a 100% increase in copies sold this week. The interesting part is, if you remember, it's been five long years, but we saw Donald Glover in Spider-Man Homecoming trying to buy some shady vulture weapons and he made an offhand reference to his nephew. It seemed like they were setting up the Prowler, Miles Morales, and now we have this hypno-hustler news out of nowhere. So it seems like the uh, the comic community is kind of leaning heavily on the Prowler spec, too. So who knows where this is going to go? I, I feel like it's got to be hypno-hustler, right? This broke a lot of mainstream news. This is in The Hollywood Reporter and all kinds of websites and hypno-hustlers all over the place. It'd be a strange thing for it not to be true at this point. What a secret to keep under wraps. But clearly there is a sector of the comic community hoping that the Prowler is still a possibility, probably for the inevitability of the introduction of Miles Morales. We're now at number eight. And number eight is Burning Man, number one, from Bad Idea. 
The real question is, how many buttons did you need to get this comic book at this point? I think you just got a button for purchasing this comic book at this point, and that is what's driving these prices as well. $20 average sales, $30 high raw sales, and $75 for one with the first-time buyer button. Okay, this is the second week in a row that Bad Idea released a comic book when this time last year... They were announcing that they were going to go out of business. So congratulations on your comeback. And they're making something very unique. Apparently, it's a choose-your-own-adventure comic book, and I'm excited to read it because you're going to be able to then get other paths to the stories through other Bad Idea comic books that are very difficult to find if you want to read them in person. It's kind of a choose-your-own-adventure book. So if you read this book, Burning Man number 1, you get to the end, and you will have options for how to continue the story it's about like a character named oliver escaping from hell and being chased by demons that's all we know about this correct i have not read it we don't have access to bad i don't have access to bad idea anywhere so i just have to read the descriptions on this book but when you get to the end of issue one it tells you to follow the story you need to read the backup stories in either one of these two issues to continue the story and then you just go from there and it's kind of a choose your own adventure in that same sense but it's not similar to the books you read back in the day this is definitely outside of the box and i can tell you that a large percentage of the people at my shop they actually want graphic novels to be able to sit down and read the whole story they don't want to have to worry about chasing issues two three and four i've got people that if they can't find issue number three they won't even start reading the run so this might discourage some people from purchasing but i know the hunt is fun clearly they're catering to this like subsect of comic collectors and readers because this is a bad idea customer that they're serving because you're right i mean i think of joe hill we loved a lot of the stuff that came out of black label I was just gonna say that sea dogs very excited to read but you had to buy all the issues to be able to get the kind of pages at the end that would fill up an entire story and as a fan I didn't have the patience to do it. I bought all those issues and I never read it. It was like because cumbersome. You read like two pages and you got to go dig your next issue out of your pull box and then read that next two pages. And then like you're barely getting a bit of the story at all. If you want an actual choose your own adventure comic that just came out, you need to grab Rogue Sun issue number seven. I believe that just came out in October. That's an actual choose your own adventure story. And it's pretty cool. And what's this at number seven? Oh, spec is about to pay off and a book is selling for like half of what it used to. We have Star Wars Kanan. The Last Padawan, issue number six. First appearance of Ezra Bridger, Sabine Wren. I gotta be careful, because sometimes I say Sabine Rich. Shout out Sabine Rich. And then I'll say Sabine Wren, and then I'll get them confused. But that's not what's happening here today, because we have an increase of copies sold of 183%. We have The Mandalorian coming out in a couple months. We also have Ahsoka Tano getting her own series sometime in 2023. Many believing that it's going to be a focus on finding Ezra Bridger. Now, this book has been on the list for years at this point. $135 average sales and a recent high sale of $325. But we have to keep in mind that back in May of 2021, when we first started getting Ahsoka rumors and Ahsoka said, Thrawn, like really? We were seeing $900 high sales for a 9.8 of this book. I know Tom and I have been talking about the Ezra Bridger potential for quite some time. There's more Star Wars stuff happening. Are we finally going to get a payoff i read those thrawn novels in high school i am so freaking excited to see that guy on the screen i don't i'm not ready i really need to go back and watch rebels he was in that show uh -huh. all of these characters come from rebels yep some of the biggest investment moves i made in the last couple years was putting money down on star wars books dr afra and this book as well and i was paying like four five six hundred dollars at certain points over the last year and a half seeing 135 dollars average sales 
327 for a 9.8. And we're getting news updates this past week. It's got my FOMO bug biting. So actress Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who you might remember from like Scott Pilgrim, she was just in Birds of Prey, 10 Cloverfield Lane. She joined the cast of Ahsoka last year, back in January, in an undisclosed role. But since then, we have had confirmation of characters like Ezra Bridger on this show. We've had characters like Sabine Wren also get confirmed. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead's kind of a bigger actress. She's not just going to play some random Imperial officer or something. She's probably going to be an important character. So the spec here is that she will play Hera. One of the uh, one of the crew members in Rebels. I want to hear what the community thinks in the comment section below. I'm feeling like this price is looking better by the day. Do you think that it's going to go any lower? And if you want to join Michael Johnson in getting chances at grails like ASM20 every single month or exclusives guaranteed every single month, you can support the show directly by joining the Mystery Mail Call. We are open enrollment for January, and we have one per box going out. Berserker number one. Raph Grissetti, the art director of God of War, teamed up with our channel, and we have trade dresses and virgins going out at random. We also have a Thanos Death Notes, issue number one. Davis Ryder, CBSI's own Mellow Fellow variant trade dress going in one per box. ComicTom101.com to join the community. Support us directly. And hit them with number six on the list, Russ. Number six on the list, Fantastic Four number 244. This is the issue where Frankie Ray becomes the Herald of Galactus. We are seeing $60 average sales and a recent high CGC 9.8 for $280. Damn. Now, we've been Cheap. talking about Frankie wow. Ray for a long time in the Fantastic Four, but people need to know that we're talking about this book now. 400% increase in copies sold, but this is nowhere near the all-time high of $1,550 that was set back in May of 2021. Yo, as we like closed out 2021, this book was hitting $1,000, and even when it started to drop, it still hovered around $900 to $1,000. Why is this book spiking now, and why did it drop so much? Now, this book is a little confusing because Frankie does say, I am Nova, and that's not quite true. Can you fill us in, Ryan? Yeah, she uh, she gets her powers and becomes a Herald of Galactus. A lot of them are fire-based, and, you know, she's in space, and Nova's are stars, you know? So she's just like, that's a cool space name. I'll be Nova. Not really aware that no Nova is already a thing. And apparently even when the character Nova came back to Earth and started doing adventures on the planet again, he went by Kid Nova just to not be confused with Frankie Ray as the Herald of Galactus. So if you are trying to spec on the character Nova, the Nova Corps, stay tuned for more on that later, by the way. Frankie Ray is not the same Nova. She has no affiliation with the Nova Corps in any, in any shape. That's not her. Intriguing spec indeed. But for a character that debuted in 1975, FF164. This is a supporting character. This is a character who's already been on the screen, by the way. Johnny Storm's significant other. Someone who has ties to, like, Golden Age Marvel history with her family. I can totally see Frankie Ray making the screen again. Number five on the list, a prime example of in every collection, don't just pay attention to number ones, one of the most important number twos in comic books, New Teen Titans number two, first appearance of Deathstroke the Terminator. We are seeing $350 average sales and a high sale, $925 for a direct copy. 9.8 seeing near $1,000 sales as it should be. That price seems right for as important of a character Deathstroke is in DC Comics. They were going to give him his own spot to shine to go up against the JLA to go up in his own like Batman solo film and it didn't happen but James Gunn responding to tweets saying hey still fair game that's a little generous 
Right. I think James Gunn replied to somebody and was like, who knows? Maybe. We'll see. He's a little coy in his tweet replies, but when you think about how much they were setting up Deathstroke in the Zack Snyder uh, DC movie universe, it's a little disappointing that ultimately went nowhere. He was just in one post credit scene with Lex Luthor at the end of Justice League. As we go into 2023, we have a brand new DC universe emerging, and we have Dark Crisis with its finale, Nightwing saving the day, possibly going to take on... You know, Bruce Wayne's leadership role that he was for the JLA, all rumors. Well, it's only given more attention to key members of the Teen Titans, like Deathstroke. It's good that you say that, actually, because I think we're going to see more Titans characters on this list moving forward. But this is all about Deathstroke. And if you consider his role also in Dark Crisis, he was sort of set up as the, not the main villain. There was somebody above him, behind him, pulling the strings. But Deathstroke was kind of at the forefront of the Dark Crisis event, battling against all of our next-gen younger heroes. Now, at the beginning of this year, we were seeing high sales of $1,800 for a CGC 9.8. So $1,000 for one of these perpetually relevant books that is always a character that people want to be seeing seems to be a no-brainer. There are a ton of these out there at 9.8s, but there there's so many of these selling that we just saw this on the hot 10 list. Yeah, this book is trending. It's breaking records in newsstands. That's what we mostly talked about in the last hot 10. Let us know in the comment section below. What do you think about this like new universe emerging out of DC while we take you over to number four on the list with some big changes at Marvel with Hulk number six debuting in 2022. Donnie Cates finished writing Hulk. Ryan Stegman taking over the last issue and parting from the run. What's happening? Something's happening over with the Hulk book. Well, yeah, this is issue number six, the first appearance of Titan. This is like the Hulk's Hulk. It's a little confusing to think about, but yeah, if you, get, if you got the Hulk is Bruce Banner's Hulk, then the Hulk has his own Hulk, which is Titan. Sir Case did it again. So an issue number six means it's six months after the start of a run. And if you had seen the breadcrumb clues, you would have known this is supposed to be a big issue. When they solicited this book, there was a one in 200 by Alex Maleev. There was a one in 500 by Ryan Stegman. There was a Megacon variant. There were so many shop variants released. I don't even want to mention all of them, but you guys should have known by them soliciting so many of these that there was a major character coming. So yeah, Titan was introduced all the way back in Hulk number six, but since then, Hulk has kind of had a little crossover action with Thor happening. Titan is kind of taking a backseat recently. It's coming back. The reason this book is on the list now is because in the solicitations for Hulk 13, which is going to be the final issue of this arc, uh, Donny Cates left after issue 12, so Ryan Otley will be writing and illustrating all of issue 13. And actually, speaking of variants, if you take a look at the catalog right now, you've got the A cover, obviously, by Ryan Otley. There is uh, a leader variant done by Alex Ross, part of his like Timeless Villains collection that he's about to start doing. And then there is a, an homage to uh, Hulk 340 by Steve McNiven. It'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward, and I'm kind of interested to hear what you guys think. Let us know in the comments. Uh, because this book is going for four dollar averages, it's not it's not blowing up or anything. You got a nine point eight that just sold for uh, fifty bucks, and now we're at the list at number three. We teased you, comic fam. You feeling titillated, Ryan? Uh, no, but keep going. I'll get there. DC Comics presents number twenty six, the first appearance of the new Teen Titans. We got Beast Boy becoming Changeling. We got Starfire, Cyborg, Raven, and we have a book that is selling for ridiculously low amounts when the 9.8 heights were reached back in 2021, selling for $2,850. October of this year, a 9.8 hitting just over $1,600. And November of this year, 2022, 
hitting a thousand. We're seeing $430 average sales on this DC Comics Presents book. And I do love my DC, but I really think this run is very undervalued. There are so many first appearances. It kicks off with a Superman Flash race. We have first appearance of He-Man, first appearance of Ambush Bug even, but the DC Comics Presents number 26 is the pinnacle. I mean, Ryan should give this book more love because there's a classic Green Lantern cover just a great book, 225% increase in copies sold, and I still think this book is undervalued. Yo, 9.6s in 2021 were selling for what the 9.8 just went for in November. Keep an eye out on your DC keys. We know the market's a little chilly right now, but this is the end of the year. This is something we see every year. This is when people start to tie in their budget, but if there's upticks, this is the kind of book that's going to get it. Yeah, it's really interesting to see how how far this book has fallen, especially when you consider like there's been a live action show on HBO Max for like four years now. Uh, to say nothing of like all the animated series they've done oh, yeah. over the years for Teen Titans. So I don't really understand why it's falling like this. Uh, but Teen Titans are relevant right now because we just got done talking about Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. They were pretty much front and center in that entire event, especially Nightwing. So it makes sense that we see this book here. So much attention on the DC universe because of James Gunn right now. A lot of spec is focused on DC for that main reason. Let's focus on the younger generation because clearly Marvel has found a way and they're probably going to try to match what they've been doing because even though people may not be all like 100% on every decision Marvel makes, their movies do so much better than DC. Correct. And that's actually specifically what Joshua Williamson said while he was writing Dark Crisis, that he was asked, why are you focusing on these guys instead of the JLA? We've seen that movie before. We've seen all kinds of Justice League events Give us, give us the younger guys. Give us some team members we have not seen. So, good call. And now we're at number two. With the first appearance of Hollow's Eve and Amazing Spider-Man number 14. You know, we have a lot of goblins at play. You know, started with Red Goblin. We got Gold Goblin. Now we have someone who's kind of like Goblin adjacent. We even just had uh, an appearance by the Hobgoblin a couple issues prior to this in the Amazing Spider-Man run. So Goblin child's coming. Goblins all over the place. We are full Goblin mode over in Amazing Spider-Man. So Hallow's Eve is going to get her own mini series. So we are seeing this book go for $4 average sales and a high CGC 9.8 of $70. People have to keep in mind that this book is five weeks old. Old. So number one, congratulations, CGC. Thanks for catching up and getting these books out as fast as you can. But realistically, this is probably on the wall at your LCS. This book is not spiking amazingly, but I do think there's a lot of speculation and love for this character. So when the miniseries comes out in late January, early February, we're probably going to see a bump again. A fast turnaround indeed, because there's 32 slabs already on the census, and 28 of them are graded at a 9.8. $70 sales is about right. And regardless of how you feel about the dark web event, Ben Riley is getting his time in those pages, making collectors happy. I want to know what the community thinks about Amazing Spider-Man and what's being set up for 2023. Hit the like, slap the subscribe button, and at the list at number one, the number one trending book the last week of 2022 is Nova. Nova? Yes. Number one on the list. Nova number one from 1976. We have talked about this book before, and we're seeing $160 average sales and a high CGC 9.8 of $1,700. We know Adam Warlock stuff is coming. We know Silver Surfer stuff is coming. And this Nova book has definitely been a fan favorite. 3K is what this book reached during its heights. That's because Kevin Feige has mentioned on multiple occasions over like the last four years that he had an intention of bringing Nova to the screen, but it hasn't happened. And now we're in this cosmic transition and James Gunn 
Making some decisions with character designs has the comic community specking. Yeah, it feels like all we talk about lately is James Gunn, but this is uh, old James Gunn. This is Marvel James Gunn from years ago. Uh, Originally, Guardians 3 was supposed to be the first entry into Phase 4, but then some tweets came up and James Gunn got fired from Guardians. I forgot that even happened because he got rehired, but in the meantime, they had to push the movie back and adjust their plans, so we are seeing the introduction of the more cosmic side of the Marvel Universe later than they were originally intended. We were already introduced to the Nova Corps in Guardians of the Galaxy. In Infinity War, off-screen, Thanos had to wipe out that planet to get that power stone somehow. Right, and if you look at the Guardians trailer, uh, if you pause it, and that scene when they're walking out of the ship in their new outfits, you can see the emblem that they've got on their chest. It's kind of a little mishmash of different emblems we've seen in the cosmic Marvel Universe before. So it's partially the uh, Star-Lord logo that he used to wear on his outfit in the comics before the movies came out and changed the way he looks forever. And it's also got elements of the Nova Corps symbol in in that Star-Lord emblem that they're wearing in the third movie's trailer. So maybe the uh, Nova Corps has been reestablished in the uh, intervening time after Infinity War. Maybe the Guardians are now working with the Nova Corps in this movie. Maybe at the end of Guardians 3, we're going to lead into the Nova Corps and Nova himself and maybe Silver Surfer and Galactus and we're just going to have all this cosmic stuff. What do you think in the comments section? We got Will Poulter on the way. We got Adam Warlock. We got a lot of excitement going into 2023 and we appreciate you. The best community in the world. Hit the like. Slap the subscribe button because we're going to be here every single week for you covering the changes in the comic book market. And as always, geek responsibly. Nuth? Sir! Comic fam, thank you for this amazing year that we had. Ryan and I actually stopped, went to the comic shop, and spent way too much money on comic books. You know how that goes. I spent less, but yeah, still too much. Too much. Well, we appreciate you. Hope you have a happy new year. We have other videos for you to check out. And we'll see you in 2023. Bye. Ah!